was working in the lab late one night. Oh, it's too late. We have to wait a whole nother year to listen to the Monster Mash. When you get to my house, tell them Jeremy sent you. <laughs> That's a shout out to my friend Jeremy who re-recorded the Monster Mash 23 years ago now. And it has provided us with endless pleasure endless and delight i do feel like that's one of my like top five holiday traditions is singing monster mash but instead saying tell them jeremy sent you absolutely and that's every holiday yeah that's all of our christmas traditions when you get to valentine's day tell them jeremy sent you i don't know why why that resonated so it's, much i do feel like you have to know jeremy to you have to know jeremy that's... to understand <laughs> And also to add some context to this, he recorded this like late at night by himself, like in when he was in college. And it's just like, it's adorable to picture. No <laughs> one else, if Nathaniel's listening, he's loving this, but nobody mm. else is loving this. Well, we hope you had a howling good Halloween. Nice. A spooktacular Halloween. We did. Got yeah. a lot of candy. Yeah, trick-or-treated you, me, our significant others, the children, and uh, Laura's children. All trick-or-treating together. Just one big modern contemporary Halloween celebration. And May May. And May May the dog. Oh, sure. What are you trick-or-treating your children? Who truth? did fantastic. She did very well. And she was a guest all weekend at my home. And mm-hmm. she behaved herself for the most part. Most house guests don't shit on the floor quite this often. Well, she but saw the state of your house and she was like, oh, cool. Anything goes. She said, this would be an improvement. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let me fix things up around here. We were thinking that it might be a black lab mix type thing because when we were in graduate school, our friend John made a really big deal about inviting people over so that he could cook a ham dinner. He was like, my memory of him is he was like wearing an apron <laughs> and like had I think he was. oven mitts on and was he, just like super stressed, flitting around the house. For sure had oven yeah. mitts on. Mm-hmm. And uh, he had just adopted a new Black Lab mix, mm-hmm. Diego. Diego dog. And we're all standing in the kitchen socializing. John is about to take the ham out of the oven. I feel like yeah. it was one of those parties where you're like, we're 23. This is what we do now. Right. Like, this like, is so sophisticated. It's time to cook a holiday yeah. ham. It wasn't even the holidays. I don't think it was just like, let's have a ham dinner. Anytime is a good time for ham. Yeah. When let's, go, let's go ham on this party. And Diego came right into the middle of the kitchen and just took a giant shit in front of everyone. I have such a... Vi- I don't even remember anything else that happened at that party. <laughs> Except I for that. you were going to say grad school overall, which like honestly. Still a top grad school memory, I think. Yeah. That, oh, man. That comes just on top of the proposal. <laughs> yeah, that beats, the, well, now especially that beats the yeah, proposal. Yeah. yeah. That's really gone down in, uh, in my rankings. Uh, one of our shout outs, speaking of, Claire, happy wedding. Happy uh, wedding, Claire. Hey, look at you. Uh, good luck. I tell you, you know what? Try to make it 14 years, Claire. See if you can beat us. Challenge extended. Okay, we gotta do. <laughs> Baxter's like tap dancing. I know. Yeah, they're both, they have little canes and little hats and they're tap dancing everywhere. We gotta put, you got to put them in your lap. All right. We put those dogs elsewhere 
where they can't tap dance and uh, soft shoe all over this podcast. But then Ryan brought me an Oreo down, so now I'm <laughs> eating that directly into the microphone. An Oreo thin, crunch, crunch, crunch. Crunch, crunch, crunch. Yeah, all right, so you have some... So, a uh, happy wedding, Claire. We wish well, you all the best. Someone's got to make it work, so it might as well be you. Yeah, we gave another wedding shout-out to our listeners, Jake and Becca, this yeah, week. Yeah, who are getting married. Yes, is that that's not a secret, I don't think. And I yeah. think... We uh, would say the same thing to Claire that we said to them. We hope it works out. But if it doesn't, we hope you have a relationship like ours. <laughs> we hope that you can remain friends and host a podcast together. Yeah. Yeah, sure. That's the dream. That's the dream. <laughs> <laughs> that's the dream. You're too liberal with the phrase, that's the dream. We got a lot of people who are willing to chip in on a sponsored trip, SponCon, to go stay at uh, Clayton's oh Airbnb. Oh my God. Oh my God. Did we not discuss that video last week? We nope, need to discuss it. It you, was this week. You need to go to Clayton's Insta <laughs> and watch the ad that he made for his Airbnb, um, which is, it's like a parody. It's like, amazing. We'll how play just it... the funniest clip right here. Okay. The four-bedroom home can sleep eight people comfortably and is currently undergoing renovations in the backyard to add a pool, a spa, a putting green, and more. The home is only a 10-minute drive from Old Town Scottsdale, so you're as close to the action as you need to be. Whatever your reasoning is for visiting sunny Scottsdale, Arizona, the Old Town Getaway has it all. We'd also like to give a shout out to uh, Fat Cashin, who I know has a real name. <laughs> We've given him shout outs before. I guess, do you go by just cash? I hope so. That's what I'm going to say. Fat Cashin? Okay. His wife popped out a couple of babies oh. and we gave shout outs for that. Congratulations. But Wait, this already happened. Oh, never oh, yeah, mind. Yeah, Congratulations just, retracted. He LOL'd at the audio edit at the end. Us too, Cash. I watched it so many times. times. Oh, and I laughed every time. And I noticed you have to go and look at it, but the shaky camera work during the (laughs) the audio edit is so bad that I didn't even notice the shaky camera work at first. However, we have a follow-up. So we reposted it to our story to make fun of it. And we wondered if we could request him to wear the coat if we went and stayed there, which honestly, I'm sure you could. I bet he just does that. I'm surprised he wasn't wearing that coat in that video. What if we brought our own coat and we're like, put this on? No, it's got to be... The coat that he wears. I feel like that stayed with wardrobe. <laughs> I would hope that he got that. After all of his trouble, I would hope that he has that coat. So we made fun of him. I feel like it was pretty glaringly obvious that that's what we were doing. Yes. <laughs> and he replied. He y'all, replied, we... or his social media manager replied. Someone and replied. Said, Thanks for sharing. I mean, I guess in his mind, shares are shares, right? Like you're getting attention to this Airbnb. I don't even think I told you this, though. I responded back, you bet. And they hearted that as well. Yes. Whoa. I would say that it's his social media manager, except there's no way that he has a social media manager and his social media presence is this terrible. He has 265,000 followers. Oh my God. Yeah, that video is just wonderful. I love it. (laughs) Just wonderful. What about like a misery style situation where we like kidnap Clayton at his own... 
like Airbnb and make him reenact oh, the whole. That's a horror movie I right mean, there. I'm just looking at like his an Instagram update feed. on it misery. Really, it is how I, I will never get how he became the bachelor. I'll it's never like understand one of the it. Biggest, yeah. Like coops and coops. Coop. <laughs> yeah. That is a huge coop. That military coop that coop. happened. How do you spell it? Coop. How do it's you spell a coup. it? C-O-U-P. Coop. Coop. This is a word of French origin, which explains the silent P at the end. In French, for reference, it is said as coup. Coup. Pretty straightforward. In English, therefore, it is said as coup. Coup. Coo. Did you get this? Is it hanging with Mr. Cooter? <laughs> Mr. Cooter. That's a totally different word. This uh, is... Maybe it's pronounced coo in Europe, but here it's coop. Speak it's English. America. <laughs> All right, one of the biggest coops ever. All coup right, what else? Um, let's see. I do feel like we had maybe one or two more shout outs. Oh, several people chimed in and just said that the whole reason why they only did three hometown dates is just because the show's only an hour, to which I still say, even though. So he only had two roses to hand out at the end of tonight. Yes. Or yeah, of- and, and we that was split in half. Mm-hmm. So that we don't get to see, because he had a near mental breakdown about handing out the second rose, which is obviously not going to Teresa. Gary faked a stroke just so he could get out of it. <laughs> now, what did we learn last week about making uh, jokes about afflictions that uh, tend to affect the elderly? We did we learn a lesson last week? We learned that there are boundaries that we shouldn't cross. However, if I ha- if I, I, I would have <laughs> just stopped there. That's what we learned. Here's yeah. my question: Can I make fun of affliction and affliction that my personal family member suffered from? So if I have a grandfather that suffered terribly from dementia and and died from it, am I allowed to make fun of that? You're saying like, do you get diplomatic immunity? I mean, I think that helps. Yeah. I think if it's about him too. Well, like... no, it's obviously about Gary. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's not fair. It could also be about any of the women. I mean... <laughs> Most likely Teresa. Oh, that that helped. <laughs> you really dug yourself out oh. of that hole. I would just like to say that Ryan also made an ass of himself in last week's episode. And it was like a 10-minute segment that he ultimately edited out. So that? is that? incorrect. How about them apples? That so, is a false claim. Okay, what would you say? What, I made an ass out of myself and cut it out? for t- what, what are we even talking about? <laughs> He's smiling at me. No, what a, what did I do? Yeah. Well, I'm not going to say it because you're just going to edit it out again. <laughs> I was terrible. I was. It was a Howard Stern style. Yeah. I'm going to post my own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> a whole uh, too hot for here for the wrong reasons. We are sorry. I, I am sorry. I do cross the line sometimes. I just told Ryan that's the Dane Cook in me. <laughs> It's the Greg Kinnear. Did you steal that joke from somebody else? That's the Dane Cook in you? Yeah. Can't help myself. (laughs) I can't help myself. I can't help myself. 
Yeah, shout outs for... Oh, and a few people sent last minute messages saying that they could not believe after all of this integrity, all of this, um, you know, nice guy persona. Persona, yeah. That even Gary fell prey to the multiple I love yous. We'll talk about that at length, I think. Not to be that's... confused with Sinead O'Connor's No More I Love Yous. I am not Do familiar you know with that song. No. It's Sinead O'Connor. No more I love yous. The language is leaving me. Maybe it's... It's John Sakata, probably. Sade. Sade. <laughs> How do you say that? I'm sure I'm saying that wrong too. Sade. Yeah. Sade. Sade. No, there's. Where does the H come from? Sade really staged a coup. This. This is because <laughs> she changed the paradigm. This has become a pronunciation podcast. This is for uh, new English learners to listen to. <laughs> To learn how to properly say English words and phrases. For any of you who are wondering about that paradigm debacle, <laughs> I tracked that student down and took her pass away from her. So <laughs> she, her master's was revoked. Next year. Yeah. yeah. You know that song. No more I love you. No, I don't think I do. I already put some of it in. but uh, So the listener heard it and knows what we're talking about, but I don't. So... Oh, I'm sorry. It's recorded by Lover Speaks. Oh. I'm definitely wrong about that. Yeah, love, and also I don't know who that is. Lover Speaks. Okay. Oh, oh, no, no, no. Hang on. They recorded it originally, but it was made famous by Annie Lennox. You oh, that makes, yeah, yeah, that's, that makes sense. Yeah, and this is kind of like our Casey and the Sunshine Band W controversy the other week. Do you want to talk? I think that's our only shout outs for me. I know you said Gmail was... Dead. Gmail was quiet this week, guys. Y'all are really falling down. You know, there's nothing better than sending a professional Gmail about your favorite podcast. Oh, Lord. All right. Well, do you want to go ahead and discuss the podcast? Yeah, I was going to ask. Or the show. So do you, do you want to go? get started? Are you going to say the same thing? I no, I, the... I don't think so. Oh. <laughs> okay, go ahead. A broad conversation. Thoughts on Gary saying I love you to multiple women? Yes. Yes, I do. What were you going to say? I was just going to say, are you ready to get started? Oh, Let's yes. get it started in here. All right. So, um, yeah, he they very clearly make a point of him saying at the beginning of the show that he only wants to say I love you to one more person in his lifetime. And, of course, it only takes... For us, 45 minutes for him to revoke that vow. Really more like 30 minutes. I just think that it better be Faith. Because not only did he say, I love you to Faith, he says it like in front of her entire family. I mean, I what I get getting swept up in the moment. Honestly, I even understand like maybe feeling like you're in love with two people. I understand that whole yes. thing. For him to, like, do it in front of all those people, yeah. I just think that Faith is going to be rightfully pretty butthurt at the end if it's not her. Well, she says, we're in love with each other. It's official. We said that. It's a thing. So, yeah, she is convinced. Now, here's a couple things that need to be pointed out. So I believe in my notes what happened is someone in the family said, are you in love and Gary said, yeah, I kind of think I am. Do you have that? Does he say, the, I am in love with her or I love her? Yes, he does. Okay. So he says that to one of the sons. Okay. Which, first of all, come on, Gary. That is 
I I went from having feeling neutral about Gary and feeling like, eh, this is probably just not my cup of tea uh-huh. to thinking, wow, this is a real douchey cup of tea in this episode. <laughs> I don't, I feel like he handled poorly the repercussions of being an older bachelor. Like, don't ask a little kid if he wants to be best man at your wedding. Because right. then that little kid is going to be like, no, Gary said, Gary said he's my new pawpaw. Yeah. He was, it's a little irresponsible. Like, it's cute to play football with the kids and do the duck lip fine, stuff. All that was cute. But yeah, yeah to be yeah. like, you want to be my best man? Like, that is confusing to yeah, a child. Yeah, for sure. And I think yeah. that was that was my big problem with the entire episode. And then the the cherry on the cake of that was the way that he kind of publicly made these statements of love to a few of them. So yes, you're right. Faith's son asks, are you in love okay. when they are just talking by on their own? Mm-hmm. And Gary says, yeah, I kind of think I am. Uh, okay, Which Bert. is, <laughs> Gee, Bert. you know, I, I kind of think I am. You think I am Bert? Robert Ducky. Um, <laughs> Gary does kind of sound like It's Ernie. a little bit of an Ernie voice. He doesn't have an Ernie personality. No, but he, sound, but he sounds a little twins. like Ernie. Yeah. But uh, I know reading is good for you. Reading is great, and reading is a lot of fun and all that sort of thing. But, Bert, you need your exercise, too, you know? So then, again, one of the grandkids asks, are you going to marry her? And he says, hey, Mike, you want to be my best man? (laughs) And the sister, so then when they're all sitting there, the sister's like, I think you should just go ahead and cancel that other hometown, which I did think was funny. Mm-hmm. And I did, I liked the way they were talking more candidly. Right, because I yeah. do feel like that doesn't happen as much on a regular season. Mm-hmm. But no, sitting in front of everyone, they both say, I love you. Okay, yeah, so that that's what I thought. So I want to go back because I do think that Gary gets swept up in the moment. I do think that he genuinely has feelings for both of these two women. But we know that he's capable of evading I love you questions. Not well, but capable of it because on his Teresa hometown. Yeah. First of all, Jen, call me Jen. Jen was cute. The Teresa's oh, yeah, daughter like, was cute. She yeah. was cute. I like um, her. Jen for Bachelorette. Yeah, Jen, mm-hmm. absolutely. Oh, and then Teresa can come and invite. That's a great idea, actually. All right, I think she might be married. But anyways, Jen asks, are you falling Teresa? in love? Oh, Jen. Jen, yeah. yeah. Uh, are you falling in love with my mom? And Gary says... That's such a hard question. I don't even know what that feels like. Well, you do because you say it two days later. And Jen, you can see the look on Jen's face. She is not feeling this answer at all. Like she knows he's being evasive. But She can see that he's evading yeah. the question. Yep. Which again, I actually didn't feel like she looked... She looked a little bit annoyed and rightfully so. But I think if that were me, I would feel like, eh, he has to do that. Right. To rewatch what happens next. I feel like if I were Jen at this point, I'm like sending Gary a big fat pile of poop. Uh, I know a dog that could provide (laughs) such a pile of poop. Uh, And then Teresa says, I am in love with you. And Gary says, Oh, Teresa, that makes me feel so special. 
don't like the way that he talks about Teresa. He said that his sister, her sisters are like, why do you want, like, what do you like about our sister? And he says, she's a doll. She's so darling. What the fuck does that mean, Gary? (laughs) She's darling? Just darling. Yeah, poor Teresa is clearly a distant third. I mean, I know that he cares about her. I'm not buying this like huge cliffhanger of who's he going to give the rose to at the yeah, end of the episode. Yeah, that's dumb. He said, I love now... you to one. And he said, I feel special Right, to you the make other. me feel special. Yeah. I don't think it's a conflict of decision at all. I think no. it's just a conflict of conscience. Conscience. Conscious. It's conscience. A, it's a coupe of his conscience. <laughs> it's a real coupe de gras from Sade. <laughs> No more I love yous. Sorry, Teresa. No I love yous at all for you. <laughs> and then that kid says, I think that you should be the new Papa. Yeah. Which I feel like Papa is probably up in heaven being like, fuck you, Joel. Like, <laughs> I'm Papa. That would happen if heaven were real. <laughs> you can make a joke about that. but Oh, well, you know what? You'll probably just edit that out. So mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's in. It's in. I I did just feel like there were... I'll say something positive. Okay. I thought that this episode highlighted some differences between Golden Bachelor and regular Bachelor okay. that I enjoyed. Okay. Like, I liked it when the daughter was like, she's an adult. Like, I can't... I'm not going to tell my right. mom what to do. It is a different dynamic. Whereas yeah. I feel like even though technically they're adults in The Bachelor and Bachelorette, you definitely still get parents who feel like, I should be intervening on my 22-year-old who thinks that they need to marry this fur coat-wearing football player that doesn't go down on women. <laughs> And and probably you should be intervening at that point. But imagine the Airbnb <laughs> revenues that he's going to pull in. <laughs> oh, it's only five hundred dollars, and I didn't. Isn't like, that like a cameo from a regular, like a semi-famous person, is like two hundred dollars to get them to like record a video for I you? I thought that seemed expensive. Oh, really? I thought that seemed cheap for his like to him to come to you and hang out with you and but do a rose why? ceremony. Like I'm going to pay $500 for the suckiest guy on earth to come hang out with me? But it's I mean, honestly, you might. First of all, you might I do feel, that. Here's my question. Genuinely, anyone who's a bachelor watcher, bachelor fan, Please tell us if you ended that season being like, that's my guy. Like, what a great bachelor. I just, my impression was that no one thought that Clayton did a good job, including like Jesse Palmer and And all those women, the woman that ended up with him. Yes. I want to know from our listeners, how much would you pay to get Clayton to come to his Airbnb? What's the fair price? What's your ceiling? $100. (laughs) I will give you $100 for him not to come. (laughs) No, you would would want him to come because it would be weird and goofy. Okay, look. If I saw Clayton out at a bar, 100%, I would buy him drinks. I would be like, come sit with us. Like, I mean, you know how much I love a celebrity. Uh, You do. You also hate approaching strangers, though. But he's not a stranger. That's true. He's your friend. I know... Like you know more about him than you know about me. Yeah. Habits. yeah. <laughs> well, that's everyone. Right. <laughs> Very um, withholding. Yeah, international man of mystery, Ryan Weber. <laughs> um, I can. I think that Clayton occupies this awkward space where I'm like. I don't like you, so I don't want you to hang out with me. But on the flip side of that, like I would totally pay 
Tom Sandoval to come hang out with me because I'm like, I would love to just ask him questions. Sure. My number one question, how dare you? <gasps> yeah, I have a lot of questions. Number one, how dare you? But Clayton isn't a... I mean, he's not an exciting villain. He's not an interesting villain. He's just a douchebag. So let me ask you this question then. Okay. Which bachelor would you pay $500 to come reenact a rose ceremony for you? Uh, because I like them? Just for any reason. Well, I've said it before. I'll say it a million times. Matt Grant. Oh, yeah. yeah I yeah, love yeah. him. Yep. Um, honestly, I would love to meet Jake Pavelka in real life just because I feel like that guy's got to be insane. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Who else? You would, would you pay, how much would you pay for Nick Vial to come? Mm, 50 bucks. Okay. Okay. Pilot, how much? I'd probably pay a little bit for, I feel like there's a lot of, a lot of them I would pay maybe in between the like $50, dollar range. Well, sure. I mean, Pilot again, that's eight. a bachelor cameo price. I would not want Zach. I would no. pay money to not have to see Zach. You could also like bring a Zach lookalike and I would be like, here he is. <laughs> Like, well, I wouldn't be able to tell. It would be the real Tanner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, you could bring someone who's vaguely Zackish, and I'd be like, yeah, I guess this this must be the guy. Here he is. Um, yeah. Okay. All right, have we gotten to the bottom of this I love you situation, or do we need to suss this out a little more? I don't think there's anything to suss out. I think mm-hmm. that he, again, I do believe in his genuine feelings, I, I believe that you should have enough control as a 72-year-old man or however old he is to just wait a little bit and not say, I love you. Right. Just hold off a little. And I get, I mean, the again, the, pres- the pressure was on with the family, but he dodged that elsewhere. So, yeah, I agree. I think he we have gone over this and over this. And if Gary had listened to this show for the last several seasons, That's he right, would have Gary. known... We could have prepared him to avoid this pitfall. The sister asks, is her heart safe with you? And I think the answer is no. Absolutely not. Well, look, we've talked as well. One of the biggest, I think, downfalls to doing this is for the contestant that ends up winning. Yes. I would be mad about this for a good decade i feel like two years of that decade i would probably bring it up every day yeah no you would i mean you're still mad at me we're not even together anymore and you're still mad at me for things that happened over a decade ago and rightfully so (laughs) sure if you're looking for marriage advice (laughs) here it is hold a grudge that's right yeah that's right that's Um, the marriage advice but so i feel like that's extra risky if you might only have like 10 years left to live <laughs> no <laughs> i agree yeah about how you told leslie i love you no you're right i mean it's bad for the person who gets cut because it's like well you said you love me but it's also bad for the person who's like well you said you love me but you said you love this other person that the, you then dumped so like what's the what does this mean it doesn't mean much said i loved you but i lied <laughs> it wasn't more than love i feel inside it was less to Leslie yeah and talk a little bit about how fucked up it is that when her dad died her brother picked her up from school and said I'm your dad now (laughs) it had to have been a more nuanced story but the way that Mm -hmm. she retold it like 
okay, Stuart. What? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like there were a lot of like just kind of weird family weird dynamics. dynamics at play yes. in this episode. And uh, maybe you get to see that a little more with this, like when there are more like siblings involved yeah. and like children adult and, dynamics yes yeah because yeah. i feel like there's still very much a like parent child dynamic even when you're 25 right but here you get to see like the siblings more and the yeah yeah no i i agree with that because i agree there was you know this wasn't dean and his dad level of a situation <laughs> but Aww, it was parum pum parum pum 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 it's parum pum season I miss that guy. Come, they told that me. Parampum for Golden Bachelor. Oh, with his mung beans. <laughs> yeah. I would have loved it if they like snuck him in as a contestant for On the Golden, Golden Bachelorette. Bachelorette. Yeah, he's just one. Well, I mean, they brought Matt James's mom in, so why can't they bring Parampum in? She didn't even last a day. I know, man. Humiliating. Rough. All right, you got. What else do you have to say about this episode? I don't have a ton to say. The "I love you" bombshells were the big thing. Gary says, "A wise man once told me, don't walk by an opportunity to tell someone you love them when you love them." That um, guy wasn't that wise, Gary. That was Dermot Mulroney in My Best Friend's Wedding. <laughs> That was a long trip to that reference. Well, that's that's the scene that I always think of when someone says... Because there's a scene where he's like, whatever Cameron Diaz's character's name is, I feel like it's like Kiki or something. God, maybe it is Kiki. She says, when you love somebody and you feel it, you tell them right there in that moment or else it just passes by. Kimmy says, if you love someone, you say it. You say it right then, out loud. Otherwise, the moment just passes you by. Passes you by. Yeah, that's what Gary was talking about. Yeah, well, that was the I'm wise saying. man. It was yeah, it was. It is. So it is a good reference. I just didn't catch it. Um, I thought it was a little bit fucked up that Gary had to articulate I have a faith box and I have a Leslie box and I have a Teresa box. <laughs> I mean, I do get that though. I think yeah, if. But like, I'm compartmentalizing my relationships with all these women. I feel like Gary seemed a little like <laughs> infantile in this episode. Yeah, I mean, he always comes across as a little infantile. I mean, that is kind of the the bad side of what you've been identifying this whole time about him being kind of earnest and He's straightforward. He's playing with those balloons. <laughs> I mean, he has to compartmentalize, though. Like, I don't even think that's a healthy thing. I just think that's how you have to handle no, this 100%. show. No, 100%. I just thought that it was, like, a weird way to say it. Sure. I mean, I, I get it, but... Um, right. I also think it's shitty that... So, so I mean, not shitty. That might be a little too, like, severe. He asked... The brother, he asked Leslie's brother slash Stuart, dad, yeah, because right. I'm your dad now. Did he make her Who call Who is him? your daddy and what does he do? Call me Papa. <laughs> I'm the new Papa. <laughs> the very fact that you call it Pop Pop tells me you're not ready. Papa. <laughs> What's that? Arrested development. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> the mere fact that you call making love Pop Pop tells me you're not ready. Um... 
He asked for Leslie's brother's blessing. And I did actually really like it that Stuart, the brother, was like, uh, yeah, if she came with you and you know like I feel like Stuart right. was like, dude, you're a seventy five year old man, don't ask right. me. Right. Why the am blessing. I approving? Yeah. You know what I would love? Because like for instance, this if your dad we're on the Golden Bachelor with his mom still alive. Maybe. Like, I love the idea of someone going to, like, a 97-year-old person being like, can I marry your daughter? Best of luck with that <laughs> on many levels. <laughs> um, but my point is, he said, I love you to Faith in mm-hmm. front of her entire family. Yes. He asked Stuart for permission to marry Leslie but no, none of the others that we saw. Right. Now that might have only been because Stuart was only the only one that was like the patriarch, I guess. Well, he's cl- a clear father figure. Yeah. He actually, he told Gary, I'm your father-in-law now. I'm your daddy. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just think that Gary is, you know what he's doing? He's working his way into a pickle. <laughs> and it's about to be... The biggest pickle of his life. Now, you keep referencing that, and you know I can't <laughs> find that Sandlot clip anywhere. It's not even going to come close to that time that he played baseball one summer and lost and his hit dad's the Babe Ruth, hit the Babe Ruth ball into the yard with that terrible dog. I actually feel like that character is not far off from Gary. No, Gary could have been one of the kids in the Sandlot, actually. (laughs) He might have been. Do we know what happened? They tell us what happened to all those kids when they grew up. So, might have been Gary. All right. Do you have anything else to say about Golden Bachelor? I mean, Gary gives a rose to Leslie and then he doesn't pass out the second one. And then he falls apart. I mean, obviously Faith gets the second rose. You still think it's going to be Faith, right? Yes. Yeah, I mean, I think so, too. I, well, actually, shout out to, I think, maybe our listener, Katie. Somebody sent us a message. Sorry, I'm looking. And they said that basically they think that he's not going to give a, he's not going to, he's going to keep all of them for one more round. Into oh, the so he suites. can take them all into the fantasy suite. Because he wants to bang. <laughs> I mean, he can act like it's because he's having a conflict of the heart all right. he wants, but we all know what it it's really is. It's a conflict is. of the dick. Katie Moody says, we'll find out soon enough, but my guess is no one gets sent home during hometowns. That is a good guess. I mean, and it also, they would want that, the producers, to like keep the drama alive for another episode, because like you said, at some point, he's not going to be able to cut anybody else after the fantasy suites. So, yeah. Somebody's got to go. Something's going on. And it's you, Teresa, (laughs) and we all know it, even though you're a darling. What a doll. What a doll. All right, you want to hit BIP? Yeah, let's hit it. Okay. So, yeah, we... Where do you want to start with this one? This episode, I felt like, was kind of all over the board. I mean, I'll start with some... Disappointments. Okay. Disappointments. I was disappointed that Brayden ended up going on that date with yeah. Becca and yep. like making out with her. Like I was so charmed by Brayden and Rachel together. And I also think there's a little, you know, we've complained about seasons in the past where everyone at this point is coupled up and so nothing exciting happens. Mm -hmm. But I would also like to make the argument that when everyone is still willing to go on dates, it also, like nothing, I don't want to say nothing exciting is happening, but it takes away some of the suspense if you're like, 
Well, clearly anyone is just willing to right. go on a date with anyone else. So what does it matter? We got to find the happy medium between like these people are totally committed. And it's like at the next person that walks down the stairs, I'll go out on a date with them. I don't care how much fun we had on our pinata date. Which is, it seems like most of them. Yes. I mean, I'm calling out Brayden just because, again, I did really like Brayden and Rachel together. But fucking Jess is making out with Tyler. Well, um, after that, I have a lot to say about uh, that. Me too. Jess, yeah. you suck. <laughs> Not as much as Kat. Oh, Cat uh, is the worst. I think that Cat is one of the worst Bachelor in Paradise contestants ever. I have a question for you. Okay. Do you think she's doing this on purpose just because she's bored, or do you think that she's really that bad of a person? I don't know. Because it's comical almost to the point of like farce. Yeah, I mean, it, I don't know that she's smart enough to do that, but it would be great if this was like an Andy Kaufman style performance. I would love it if at the end she was like, yeah, I've been playing this all for fun. This yeah. is, I actually got IRB approval for this to be a social experiment that I'm writing a paper about. It, that would be great. It makes yeah. me disappointed that Charity is friends with her. That, like she's just such a bad human being. She's yeah. so bad. And she's just so lame, too. Yeah. Like when, How many times do you have to mention that you want to open mouth kiss someone? Like it sounds like, a, like we said, a little girl. And even the thing of like, he has a tongue ring. You know what that means. Like, it reminds me of, like, a kid who's, like, 69, eh, eh, but, like, doesn't actually know what it's in reference she to. She just wrote out boobs on her calculator. <laughs> she asked uh, she asked John Henry if he wanted to join the Pin 15 Club. <laughs> That's what where she's at with this. And, like, man, I loved... When Olivia was making fun of Kat, like playing with her hair. She's just ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, because that's, she's just like, the, the listener can't see, but I'm mimicking it myself. And she's just like running her hands through her hair. Like, that's that interesting. Well, I feel like last, uh, last week's episode, I said that she reminds me of the Judy Greer character in 13 Going on 30. But in this week, she actually reminded me more of Jennifer Garner's, who's like a thir- she is yeah a the 13 actual thirteen year old. Yeah, yeah, like I feel like she devolved even from last week. Oh, this is a good conspiracy theory. Is Cat a thirteen year old who was turned into a twenty something overnight? How old are you anyway? Thirteen. Me too. Possibly. I think that's actually very, very likely. Um, that would make a lot of sense. I'm also very, I mean, I don't like to get invested in these relationships, but I will be very disappointed if John Henry, I mean, I know we saw the preview that they kiss next week, but like she might've kissed him. Well, and also I really just want him to dump her ass. Yeah. I mean, and there's no way they're going to end up together. And it's just annoying when she's like, yeah, that's my man. It's like, no, no, he's not. I mean, it's just like, like you said, it's comical to be like, this invested in him. Like I could see if she was just like, I want to cause some trouble. So I'm going to go flirt with John Henry. Right. Fine. That's paradise. That's the game. Right. But to be like, to have some kind of entitlement on John Henry, it's just, and when he's like, I like to go real camping. And she's like, no, I've never been camping before. Like (laughs) these people have nothing in common (laughs) at all. Welding? Is that, like, dangerous? I do think this episode, uh, though, reinforced our arguments oh, about underwater I mean, welding everyone being is hot. like, wow, that's hot. Yeah, right, immediately. Oh, and who was it, Becca, who was like, yeah, my brother goes fishing, so I get it. Okay. When he's like... I actually have to say, I think 
that they edited that to make her look stupid. And I kind of wonder if her brother is one of the, is like a deadliest catch style. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Cause I don't think that she would have said that as like my brother fishes. Yeah. That I wondered and the same we were talking thing. About like professions. Yeah. You I know? think that that's fair. Like he, cause that actually is a dangerous job yeah, in which you're they, gone yeah. for a long time. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think that that could be, but the way it played out of course was like, yeah, my brother goes fishing on a lake and I get how dangerous it is. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I would be the most disappointed about if I were Rachel? What? That Brayden did that Borat impression again. <laughs> Very excited. I was a little disappointed and I wasn't even dating him. I know. Yeah, Come I on, mean, man. but listen, listen, listen. You know that Brayden is like this. Like you, you cannot be disappointed. This is like the frog carrying the scorpion <laughs> across the river. And like, I can't believe Brayden was a fuck boy. Like who would have guessed it? I think like, it I, is disappointing because... It just is. Uh, yeah, but I think what well, is we can't be surprised also, about like, this. I don't like. You know what I hate? What many things? Yes. Yeah. Is there things actually? Do I know Almost what you don't hate? Everything. I don't know what you don't hate. I hate it that he can't just say she's fucking hot and I want to make out with her and maybe touch her boobs. Yes. Right. And instead, he has to be like, we have a passionate connection. We're doing tantric oyster eating, which by the way, was one of the grossest things I've ever witnessed in my life. When he's eating that oyster and a little bit like hangs out of his mouth. It was the worst. I'm surprised he wasn't wearing the oysters as earrings. (laughs) (laughs) Do you like my earrings? Would you like to slurp my earrings? It would have looked like on uh, something about Mary when (laughs) Ben Stiller comes to the door with the semen in his hair. Um, I just, like, it bothers me that you can't just be like, boinga, boinga, yeah. she's hot. Awooga. Yeah, so like, sorry, Rachel, you're not quite hot enough, which is absurd because Rachel is also very hot. No, I, th- I don't even think it's that. It's like, oh, there's another hot girl who's yeah. interested in me. And I do think that he did some of that where he was like, hey, I'm like going on two dates on the beach. This is fun. And like, yeah, it is fun. Like, you know, cool. I did think, though, I wasn't at the tantric oyster date, and I wasn't at the pinata date, but the pinata date was a thousand times better than the tantric oyster date, right? Oh, 100%. I mean, that was, like, one of the best dates I've seen on this show. Yeah. That looked like a lot of fun, and, like, you weren't using a roller to paint Becca's ass, Brayden. Like, this is, not only is it, like, fun, but it's, like, it's a pretty sexy date, I think. She tells him that he's a prince charming. Like in what world? Well, in your world, because you kind of got fooled by him for a while. No, you did. I did not ever say that he was a prince charming. No, but you got a little fooled by him. You're disappointed that he did the thing well, that Brayden was absolutely going to do. I feel like it's always disappointing when you think that a guy has integrity and it turns out that he just hasn't had the opportunity and I feel like that's a little bit like Brayden hasn't been the hot guy Mm -hmm. and he's like sorry Brayden you're still not but you I, you think that they're going to act better. It's like when Bob Guinea was the bachelor, he slept with more women than any other bachelor. And it's because he like, I think in his mind, he was, he didn't, wasn't ever going to have that opportunity again, which was probably correct. Mm -hmm. So, uh, this, I believe I've referenced it before on the show, but one of my favorite quotes is Mark Twain 
The weakest of all weak things is a virtue untested by the fire, right? It's a very, it's a very good quote. But I don't think it's relevant in this case. Why did we think that Braden had integrity? Like you're acting. <laughs> it's disappointing when well, someone that I consider an moral, <laughs> upstanding individual, such as Braden. If Braden's not a good man, who maybe among us is? Integrity is not the right word. I, as I said, 100% bought into him and Rachel last week. And so I mm-hmm. I think maybe that, I mean, like the integrity of their connection. Okay, that's fair. To the inverse point I want to make, I get Rachel has every right to be pissed. I feel like Brayden isn't worth getting this pissed about. No, and I honestly don't think that, I feel like her reaction at first was the correct one, which was like, I don't love it, but... You like, yeah, you can go on a date. Right. Like, I thought all to his face, she handled it super well. And then what it seemed like what happened, and this was me surmising. Okay, surmise away. This was me being a little bit of a, a Robin myself. Because <laughs> <laughs> right before he leaves for his date, she's talking to someone and she's like, I mean, you ignore me all day and then you go on this date. So I think they had a night date. He and Rachel talked in the morning, and then he spent the rest of the day ignoring her. Interesting detective work. I think you might be right. You have done a lot of surmising that I think is probably on. Very interesting, (laughs) Mosby boys. So, yeah, I don't blame Rachel, honestly, for being upset by the end of that. Sure. Sure. All right. Well, let's talk about Jess Blake. John Henry and um, the girl that Blake goes out Jess with. Jess sucks too, Jen. Jen, thank Genevieve, you. Yes, Jen. It sounds okay. like she goes by Jen. Jen, yep. Um, yeah, sorry, Jess. You're the one that said you needed space to explore. Yes. And then the second that somebody else comes up and he is like, well, I guess I'll go explore. You're yeah. like, ooh, not so fast. Right, when she was like, I didn't think that this would happen. I never saw it coming. I mean, so basically annoying. she's like, I didn't think anyone else would like you. Right. <laughs> Even though he had I already... I I was going to get asked out. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. It's like uh, when... I think this probably usually happens to men, but it's like when you ask for an open relationship and then the other person is successful and you're like, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> I was supposed to be banging yes, hot chicks. Right. My <laughs> guess is that happens more to men than women, but uh, in this case, it happens to Jess. Yeah. Well, I also got really annoyed because she at one point says... Uh, let me find this quote. Oh, I'm just overwhelmed. I haven't had anything go my way. Really, Jess? I mean, you met a guy that you said you liked right at the beginning. Right. She seems like someone who self-sabotages. I'm going to put that out there. Okay, interesting. I don't know that we have enough data for that, but certainly something's going well, on Well, I'm surmising. You're surmising. Yeah. You're surmising. We don't. We need to conduct an experiment. We need to do an empirical investigation. I'll tell you what I don't have enough data about at all is whatever the fuck is going on with Aaron. Like, I watched this, yeah. and I still can't explain this situation to you. What? Uh, well, I think that's the point, and yes. they're dragging it out so that we have to wait and see what Charity says next week. But I guess I'm not even clear exactly, like, what all he's being accused There's multiple doing. exes sure. who are accusing him Basically of kind of shady shit, like uh-huh. still being with one ex when he was getting ready to go on the show. Right. 
And Aaron is saying that there's that ex and that there's then another ex who is also saying stuff, but he's like, that wasn't even my ex. That's just someone who like wanted to use me to get her name out there. He kind of put his foot in his mouth too. Cause, uh, what is the girl's name? Um, Eliza. 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 Thank you. Yes. Um, was like, what's up with this one girl? And I was like, well, actually there's two women yeah. that are, <laughs> He's like, oh, you mean Melissa? And she's like, oh, right. I thought her name was Jessica. Right. Yeah, He's exactly. Like, oh, yeah, her yeah, too. yeah, both of those. And who, I mean, who knows? And I don't see how you can get to the bottom of this other than it appears that respectably serious Aaron is also irrespectably, irrespectively, He's respectably serious. Unrespectably untrustworthy. Many women. <laughs> I mean, a couple of things. Okay. I do think that. We need to get Charity's point of view on it. Sure. But also, I don't know. I mean, you obviously don't want to date someone if multiple women are like, hey, this guy's a dirtbag. Right. But I also feel like you kind of have to just go off of your experience with someone because truthfully, everybody probably has a couple of exes who, if you got famous, would be like, hey, this guy picks up trash and gives it as Christmas presents. Right, exactly. Oh, man, the things people would say, that's not my ex, by the way. That's just some lady who didn't remember that that (laughs) happened. Just some lady. How dare you? I mean, basically, it's it's uh, it was a, a acquaintance slash friend. She was like, yeah. please don't contact me. Again. Right, please leave my name out of this <laughs> podcast. Um, I I guess it depends on how serious the allegations are, and. I mean, how real they are. Like, Charity also didn't like Aaron by the end. Right. She was pissed at the way that that played out. Um. And so, not to say that we can't trust Charity, although she is friends with Kat, which in my mind questions. It does besmirch her, her character. Yeah, a little bit. How close of friends are they, though? Well, I was wondering that too, because Kat was the one that Charity had like beef with on Zach's season, because right. Kat took him away and made out with him right before Charity's date. And then we were, and I'm sorry, I didn't quite take all this. Who, Kat was the one more claiming that Charity was her friend, right? Charity was like, or Kat was like, Charity's my best friend. Yeah, but boy, we can't trust this no, because 100%. she's like, John Henry's my man. That's my man. Yeah. Again, this is like middle school behavior of like, oh yeah, that's my best friend. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I don't, she, Charity might be like, what? What even are you talking more, about? Yeah, she's like, well, we know each other. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like me and that tennis racket girl is like, yeah, I don't know that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard of him. <laughs> Well, I, it's also very suspect that Kat was like, I probably should have mentioned this before now, but I don't know why, but I didn't. Yeah, no shit, Kat. Like, why are you waiting until right. you're bored? You don't have anything to do. You're pissed at the way that Paradise has shaken out for you to be like, hey, by the way, I know a bunch of stuff about Aaron B. Right. By the way, let me meet you in the bathroom again, middle school shit. Yeah. And and drop this bomb on you that I've just been sitting on. And in that sense, I completely agreed with Aaron when he confronted Kat yeah. about it and was like, let me handle it. Like, you know, it's this is not your relationship. Right. This is not your thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think my take is that Eliza 
we just needs to be like, are you dating someone else right now? Like, I feel like there need to be more, like, were you in a relationship when you left? Like, I feel like yeah. as opposed to sort of like, was there shady stuff going on? Like, ask some very specific questions about, like, yeah. exactly what's, what is your status right now? Yeah. Also, can I get that girl's name so that I can email her directly right. to ask her about I you? need a character <laughs> reference. Yeah. <laughs> I'm um, sure that lady is in Eliza's DMs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that happens a lot. I mean, the truth will come out. And uh, I'm, I, let me also say, I, have, I do not have any, like, problem believing that Aaron is a douchebag and was doing shady shit. Sure. Like, I don't have any problem believing that. I just don't think that, that you should believe a friend of a friend right. because of a DM that got sent before a different season of a show. Like, if Eliza was as kind of, like, coupled up and you know, felt so good with Aaron. I just don't know that it should like shake your entire relationship. If some other person comes in and is like, Hey, I thought he was a douche, you know, some suspect story too. Cause I could believe that Aaron was shady or I could believe that some lady was like making weird accusations that like, as we yeah. don't know, we don't yeah. know what happened. And I can't even quite pin down what the story is right <laughs> now. And so other than this makes me think of something, though, other than that divorce show that we watch, is there a reality show where like the person who's dating like all. So what if it was The Bachelor, except midway through The Bachelor, like for The Bachelor's exes come on the show Mm -hmm. and like talk to the women about their experience with that person? Yeah, I would like that. Yeah, I think that is there any there must be a dating show like that, right? I mean, probably. There are a lot of reality shows. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But that would be interesting, right? It's like, let's get... I'd have a lot to say. Yeah, Yeah. no, you would. I mean, that's the thing, though. You would get a lot of insight about the person. And, like, I think you would also be able, like, how bitter is this person in the end? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that would be an interesting... I certainly don't want that for myself. I don't want that to happen. (laughs) But well, who would come? <laughs> oh, actually, oh, snap. No, yeah, you would have a lot. You would, I would be the most complimentary. <laughs> That's probably true. But I think that would be an interesting wrinkle sometime. Well, it's funny that you say that because we have some special guest ladies. Come on out. <laughs> Everybody, come on out. Is here. <laughs> Yeah, write down that timestamp so you can bleep out that name. Yeah, that, that person specifically said not to be referenced in the podcast keep your anymore. Name out of my mouth. Yeah, keep my name out of your podcast. Well, guess what? You're not dating her anymore, so she doesn't control me. Um, yeah, that's. I did like Brayden's little rhyme about cat homie hopping. I thought his raps are getting worse and worse. This is really? a diminished yes. This is a diminishing return. <laughs> on the rap, the first rap was pretty good. The one last week was okay, and this homie hopping one was. Ugh. I that, have a question. Uh, yeah, how does a tongue piercing vibrate? Is it like battery operated? It must be. Yeah, if it's a if it's I don't know anything about this, but if it's a vibrating tongue ring, it must be battery operated. So, yeah. Well. I, 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 this is the first well, I've well, heard of it. Olivia will find out, but and not Cat. You know what that means? He really knows what to do with his tongue. Cat says, "I have been itching for tongue in my mouth." Uh. 
Please.
Hey gang, this is Ryan, and I just wanted to say I did know that Annie Lennox song. And I didn't want people going around for a whole week thinking that I didn't know that song because that would be embarrassing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.